Greetings and salutations and welcome to the Trash Fire of Talk podcast with your host, Skits M. Jones. I am that host, Skits M. Jones. And let's kick off the episode as we always do with a look back at what has happened and a look at what is to come. Uh, on Monday, I was part of the absolutely fantastic So Emo show at Elixir Andersonville. Uh, the lineup included Drag King, Dan McMahon, uh, Musical Comics, uh, Jordan Wilson and Bobby Sullivan, and Stand Up from Myself, Daniela Mazio, Yaz Bat, Tim Brennan dropped in, uh, Whitney Chitwood headlined, Gina Palm hosted, and I want to give a shout out to uh, Gina and Sharon Palm, uh, as well as Yaz Bat, uh, the producers of that show for bringing me on. It was absolutely fantastic. It was so much fun. Uh, everyone was super cool. Um, we all hung out after the show, uh, stood out on the street. There was, uh, some random passers by who, uh, joined us in some vocal harmonizing. Uh, it turned into a, a little, you know, street corner sing along. Um, it was so much fun. And yeah, I was super thrilled to be part of that. Everyone there is just the coolest, just the nicest people. Um, and I was delighted to get to be a part of that show. Um, and then last night, Tuesday night, I was part of Showcase of the Tuesdays at Shakers on Clark. Um, uh, Andy Milney did uh, uh, musical comedy uh, to kick off the show, as well as... Uh, you know, interspersed throughout the night, the occasional musical interlude or, you know, a rim shot if a joke called for it. Um, Aladar uh, Sky and Kevin Kellum, uh, you know, produce and, and run the thing. And Aladar is the one who, who, you know, contacted me about bringing me out. And I'm like, so grateful for that. Uh, because I got to be on a lineup with uh, uh, Liz Stockwell and Liz Greenwood. And both the Liz's absolutely phenomenal. Um, so funny, so, uh, glad I got to be on a lineup. I've, I've, uh, you know, recently gotten to be on so many shows with so many people who are doing so many amazing things. And it's been very cool for me to, to feel invited in, into those spaces and get to be on those shows. You know, we, we can get, uh, a little insular sometimes and, and a little, um, you know, you, you, you know, the scene, uh, that, that you're in. And, you know, I, I know most of the, the folks in the suburbs scene, um, and, you know, love them and they're they're the coolest people. And I'm so grateful. And, and now getting to meet more cool people, um, who are, you know, on the hustle and everything as I expand out into Chicago as well. And it's been such a, a gratifying experience, um, you know, getting to, to meet folks and, you know, see, comics doing the thing um you know and I and I think I get spoiled because I I see so many of the same people week after week you know doing uh, a lot of the the same mics um you know and and you get familiar with their material and it, it stops hitting the same way because you've heard it uh you know stuff like that and so it's always delightful to see people I've never seen before um and, you know, that's that's super cool because it's also uh, kind of refreshing. So anytime I go into a new room or I'm, I'm booked on a show with names I don't recognize, I'm like, oh, this is going to be the best. Um, because I, I really like seeing what different people do 
uh, with you know the the format that that we we have for doing comedy and and how you can change it and subvert it and do different things with it and different perspectives and different attitudes and uh, it's just so much fun. Um, so yeah, getting to be part of both of those shows was fantastic. Uh, Thursday, I've got a show coming up at, uh, Ashbury Improv. Um, so that's going to be super cool. Next Wednesday, Uncouth is playing The Owl in Chicago, uh, with Dustbath and Cortage, and, uh, you should be there, because it's going to be great if you've never seen me do the, the metal vocal thing. Um, I'm not a screamer, just in case you were concerned, like, that's not my genre. I am a singer, um, but it's a, uh, it's a harder, you know, uh, musical sound. Uh, and it's, it's so much fun. And I hope everyone will come out to the owl and see that show and see what I do when I'm not doing stand up. Um, so yeah, there you go. That's, that's coming events. There's some other things lined up, um, for later in the month and kicking into next month. And, you know, I'll, I'll talk to those as we get closer to them. Uh, all right. Topic of the day. Um, fuck Ellen. Like, so there's this big to-do, because Ellen was, you know, photographed or uh, videoed or whatever, palling around with George W. Bush in some private fucking box at some sporting event. And she's like, oh, just because we have differences of opinions doesn't mean he's not a friend of mine and we can all be friends. And it's like, all right, you're friends because you're rich white folk who can hang out in a private box at a sporting event. Like... There's no other reason that, like, yeah, he's, I'm sure he's a delightful, doddering old man now, and he's probably just the nicest, but he's a fucking war criminal, right? Read the fucking room. Right now, as Turkey is attacking the Kurds in Syria and launching an all-out offensive, um, don't forget that W is a fucking war criminal, and is largely responsible for the majority of what is going on in the Middle East right now. Um, I mean, if you want to go all the way back, you could talk about the Sykes-Pickout Agreement, you know, and all the, you know, post-World War, World War II issues in the Middle East with dividing uh, countries up and lining up borders that really only had anything to do with uh, the UK and French interests in that region. Um, but, as far as like modern right now, what the fuck's going on in the Middle East? George W. Bush took us into a war in Iraq for no fucking reason. Right? Have we forgotten this? Have we forgotten the millions of people who have fucking died as a result? Like, and yeah, fuck Obama too. I know if you're like, you know, well, what about Obama and his drone, drone strikes killed so many civilians? Yeah, I know. I was talking about that shit back then, too. Um, and, you know, Obama was not the best. Uh, so fuck him and his drone strike policies as well. Um, but, like, fuck George W. Bush. And, Ellen, if you seriously cannot see why people would be like, what the fuck, uh, this is a president who was not very friendly to the LGBTQ, etc. community, um, did horrible, horrible fucking things as far as the war in Iraq is concerned. Um, a war that is still ongoing, like, we are not done in that region, and the fact that, you know, everyone is, uh, and, and I know a lot of, you know, hardcore lefties who are like, 
Trump's taking us out of uh, Syria. Great. We should pull out of Syria. We should pull out of everywhere. And like, look, I get it. I get the fuck the war machine inclinations, but we broke that shit. You know, the fact that we are, we're like, we, we fucked that shit up. Like we broke Iraq and in breaking Iraq, we broke everything around it. Like it's, if you have no context for the history of that region, you don't understand that Saddam Hussein was a stabilizing force in that region, balancing power between uh, the Sunni, the Shiite and the Kurds in Iraq and in keeping things relatively moderate in Iraq managed to ease tensions between, you know, Syria and Iran and, you know, all of these other countries that are now like pulled into all of this bullshit, uh, you know, and all of these proxy wars and all of this nonsense. Um, it's, it's such a shit show. And, uh, the Turks and the Kurds, you know, the Kurds were the number one stable fucking part of Iraq after we bombed the ever-loving fuck out of it and created a power vacuum. Like, the Kurds held on to northern Iran, or, sorry, northern Iraq, and were just holding that shit down. And because we like the the Turks, because Turkey let us use their airspace, even though they're fucking monsters, because a lot of our allies in that region are fucking monsters, i.e. Saudi Arabia, fuck Vince McMahon and the WWE for that, um... Yeah, because WWE is still doing their multi-billion dollar whatever fucking nonsense uh, palling around with the Saudis who murdered a journalist, need I remind you. Like, look, the fact that we are so quick to just forget all of this shit, like forget that George Bush is a monster, forget that our ally Saudi Arabia it murders journalists on the reg, like the fact that we forgive the Turks for, you know, continuing to fuck up the region by fucking with the Kurds, who were the one stabilizing factor in Iraq that was holding shit down while it was all in chaos and was a buffering against ISIS and shit like that. Like, the Kurds were buffering Turkey against ISIS. Like, this is all such an amazing shit show. And the fact that everyone is just like, oh, well... Props to Ellen for showing that you can, you know, be friends with someone across political ideologies. And it's like, the issue isn't political ideology. If you're a fiscal conservative, I, I think you're dumb because you don't understand, like, fiscal conservatism has zero relation to being a fucking, you know, cultural uh, liberal or even a centrist. Like, you cannot be fiscally conservative and, you know, socially liberal, those don't align, uh, because that betrays a lack of understanding of how funding for programs that try to, uh, create a more balanced and, uh, egalitarian society, like, that's tied into not being fiscally conservative, necessarily, like, and, you know, fiscal conservatives typically are like, oh, well, the amount we spend on the military is just fine, blah, blah, blah. Like, this shit is so frustrating, and it's why I don't usually talk about politics on the podcast. Because to really do any of this shit justice, it would require me hours. Like, I would have to talk for hours. In fact, I've done that podcast where I broke down, like, 
Iraq, Syria, and ISIS in three fucking episodes because it took a while to explain all that shit. Um, like, th this is... All of this shit is just fucking insanity. Uh, you need to work across the aisle. No, fuck across the aisle. The other side of the aisle is why the Supreme Court right now is ruling whether or not you can discriminate against LGBTQ folks for jobs. Like, you can just fire someone for being gay. And right now, that might pass because the last two fucking Supreme Court justices who were nominated, Gorsuch and fucking Kavanaugh, were put in place by Trump, and they're likely going to vote against... Well, actually, Gorsuch is being surprising at the moment. I don't know a ton about Gorsuch um, other than Trump appointee and conservative, but some of the questions being asked by Gorsuch might actually wind up working out where it's like, no, you can't discriminate against people for their gender or sexuality. Maybe that's just me being hopeful. Maybe I'm just crossing my fingers and, and wishing real hard. Um, but like, this shit all matters. And all of this like, oh, everyone should be able to get along. No, I'm not getting along with Republicans right now. They put children in cages. They're separating families from each other. They are actively working to potentially take away the right to employment for LGBTQ, etc. folks. Like, this is not difference of opinion. This is fuck you, you fucking monsters, right? Like, the, the, this is not difference of political opinion. And if you think it's difference of a political opinion, it's because you, A, are unaffected by it, and B, lack empathy for those who are. You know, that is a failing. That 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 is a, a huge issue if you cannot see, well, just because it doesn't affect me, it's not that big a deal. No, big fucking deal. Like, I am open publicly about the fact that I am uh, John, gender non-binary, uh, genderqueer. I'm, you know, attracted to all sorts of folks of all sorts of genders and body types and whatever, whatever. Like, the fact that I could be fired for that if all of this passes the Supreme Court and conservatives are allowed to just fucking do what they want. Like, no, because my religion. Fuck your religion. Like, that's... It's upsetting. It's upsetting. It's frustrating. And... Fuck Ellen. Like, you... you middle of the road fucking white lady like middle of the road white ladies voted for trump out of all the demographics that voted for trump the ones who came out more in force than any other were fucking middle of the road fucking white ladies and that's a problem that we need to address your comfort and safety in the status quo uh you know, your allowance for boys will be boys and shit like that. Like, all of these things are problems, right? And, like, white folk across the board need to be better. Like, because, by and large, yes, we are the least affected by shit. Um, but that that's, you know, we need the radicals. 
We need them because the middle of the road waffles and it, it just tries to be as comfortable as they can be without rocking the boat or making an issue because it's that weighing of the pros and cons of, oh, I could make an issue and then I have to deal with the hassle or I could just deal with it as it is. And if you're comfortable with as it is, you don't rock the boat and the boat needs to be rocked. The boat needs to be shaken. The boat needs to be tipped the fuck over sometimes. And everyone dumped out to remember what it's like to get wet. Like, it's it's so, so frustrating how few people sometimes can see that it's not, oh, I don't want to be taxed as much, so, like, I'm conservative. Like, great. Do you know what all else goes into that? Like, you're voting for your personal taxes. A lot of us are voting for our right to a, a livelihood. You know, like, that's a serious issue. Look, I work for a company that is notoriously conservative. Um, you know, that they don't, uh, or at least when I was initially hired, don't allow people with visible tattoos to act as servers because it might be upsetting to the, the clientele. Like it's that. And what the fuck is a tattoo now? Like who, who fucking gives a shit, you know? Um, but my, like my open queerness, uh, might not fly, you know? Like I, I, could risk getting fired. I, my immediate supervisors and everyone, they all know me. They all know all about me. Like, it's fine. I'm not, like, worried, worried in the moment. But all it takes is I have a new boss or, you know, fucking whatever. There's so many... There's so many elements to it. Uh, and it's... 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 Scary how quick we can be to just kind of go eh about shit like George W. Bush is a fucking monster like he might be the nicest person in the world one-on-one -on -one, but he destroyed a generation of veterans like have we forgotten that you know how many vets due to their experiences in the wars in Afghanistan and Iraq have taken their lives or, you know, lost large parts of themselves. Sometimes literally physically lost parts of themselves. Sometimes just mentally. Um, and the fact that we just kind of don't address that anymore. And now that he's a doddering old fuck who paints, you know, cutesy little fucking paintings. Everyone's like, oh, W's so cute. Fuck W. He belongs in prison. Put him next to Bill Cosby. I don't care how old and weird you are now. You're a fucking criminal. You deserve to be in prison. Like, I don't want W to get a resurgence. You know, and the fact that Trump is uh, objectively, openly as terrible as Bush was subtle. Like, Bush was subtly terrible in a lot of ways, but also fucking terrible. Trump is outwardly, openly terrible. And, like, that doesn't rewrite the fact that Bush was terrible. And like I said, fuck Obama too for all the drone strikes. 
and all the war hawking and all of that nonsense. I have no room for centrists. And Obama's a centrist. And Clinton was a centrist. And Biden is a centrist. And fuck these people. Like, they're not the answer. They're not the solve. They're not the cure. We need to push this shit. We need to shake the boat. We need to flip it the fuck over. We need to get radical because shit is falling the fuck apart because we are letting money run everything. And money is not good. Like the more money you have, the worse a person you become in a lot of it. Like if you look at people who just hoard wealth and what it does to their mindset, the, the, the pursuit of it all, it's it's madness um and yeah i i try not to have this be a political podcast because i i want it to be a pleasant listen and you know what i try and do in all of my everything that i do whether it's comedy or whether it's music or the podcast or whatever i i want it to be uh joyful and up, uplifting and fun and shit like that but uh this just it's been personally it's been a wonderful week like all of the shows that I'm part of are so much fun and everyone I'm, I'm having a blast and feeling wonderful but then uh looking at all of the 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 shit outside of the immediate it's like oh my god what the fuck um and it's scary times and if you if you don't acknowledge that it's scary times for a lot of people, even if it's not scary for you, it's scary for a lot of people right now. And if you lack the empathy to acknowledge that, that's a problem. And you really need to look at what it is that is acting as a barrier for you understanding why people are afraid. And if you think it's irrational fear, that's fine. You can believe what you want. Um, but look look at why you think all of these fears are irrational and why you think people are blowing things out of proportion. And what is it about your personal experience in life that is prohibiting you from seeing the, the personal experience and life that other people are talking about? Um, because it's, it's, it's important to be able to empathize. Um, and, and if you can't do that, you need to look at why, you know, what is it that is shaping your worldview where you're like, eh, fuck them. Like that's, yeah. All right. (laughs) Oh, let's move on. Let's, let's do the things that make this a happy, upbeat episode. Let's get into recommendations. Um, first up, uh, we're just doing music recommendations. I don't have any TV recommendations at the moment, unless you're watching, uh, Dragula, which, uh, it, oh God, this last episode was so drama filled. It was so dumb. Um, but dude, Landon Sider is crushing on Dragula right now. If you're not watching, it's on Amazon. If you have Amazon, Watch Dragula if you like drag and horror and camp and things like that. It's a delightful watch. Uh, I didn't catch up on this week's episode of Mayans yet because I've been super busy. Um, So yeah, we'll kick into music recommendations. Uh, First up, 
Uh, Dollskin just dropped a new single. It's a cover of the song Shake It Off by Florence and the Machine. Uh, so this, for me, is everything, because these are two of my favorite bands. Like, I love Dollskin. I saw them open for Otep, uh, and then I saw them open for One-Eyed Doll. Um, both of the albums they've released are fantastic. They're amazing live. Like, they are some of the most fun performers to, to see live. Um, and Florence and the Machine is... Oh everything like if you it it i love florence and the machine i saw them live off the uh how big how blue how beautiful album tour i have a couple of florence and the machine tattoos uh you know like i said dollskin is amazing and they're like super young and super brightly colored and they look all like fun punky but they're killer musicians and sydney the vocalist absolutely has the vocal chops to like do some Florence and the Machine and do that shit right. Uh, they also have like an Alanis Morissette cover that's fantastic. I've seen them cover Zeppelin and their originals are like wicked fun as well. Um, but yeah, I such a great song. Uh, both the original and now the cover. Like go listen to both Florence and the Machine and Dollskin. Just all of their shit. Just listen to all of it. Um, but this song is my new song recommendation for the episode. Um, and yeah, the, the fact that I have Florence and the Machine tattoos leads nicely into, uh, the next recommendation, which is, uh, Fiona Apple's Every Single Night, which is off 2012's, uh, The Idler Wheel is Wiser Than the Driver of the Screw and Whipping Cords Will Serve You More Than Ropes Will Ever Do, aka The Idler Wheel. Uh, Fiona Apple loves to have um, crazy, long, elaborate uh, album titles um, based on, on poems and, and whatnot. Uh, Fiona Apple is, as much as I just said Florence is everything, Fiona Apple is everything. Oh my God. I grew up with Fiona Apple. Um, every time Fiona Apple drops a new album, it coincides with something major that is happening in my life. I have a, and this song in particular, I have a portrait of Fiona Apple tattooed on my back from a still, from the video, from this song every single night. Um, and th this song, this entire album, everything about it is fantastic. It's so, at times, sparse and yet bombastic and, like, it's so dense even though it's, like I said, kind of sparse, like it's, this album is an amazing representation of all the weirdest things that Fiona Apple uh, does and can do, and I fucking love it, and you should listen to this album, and listen to the song every single night, and go watch the music video, the music video is wild, the tattoo I have is uh, from one of the scenes where she has a squid on her head for some reason, um, it's delightful, um, so yeah, that is that. And now that the recommendations are out of the way, let's move on to the final segment on the podcast. As always, it is your tarot pull for the episode. Uh, I'm pulling from, uh, that nineties tarot by Christy Prokopiak. Uh, it's a fantastic deck. Um, and the card that I've pulled for today is the four of pentacles and the four of pentacles is, uh, uh, a wild card in that it's 
Uh, it's all about stability, um, but not necessarily in a good way. It's the stability that stems from insecurity and results in stagnation. Like all you're doing is holding on to everything that you've got and like trying to maintain. But in doing so, you are prohibiting yourself from expanding or doing or, you know, whatever. The fear of, of loss of something prohibits you from gaining anything. And that's an important thing to consider, um, you know, just in life. You know, are you holding on so, so strongly to something that you are unable to pick up anything new or or drop something that you you could stand to drop like you'd be fine if you did um you know that the the imagery on this card is is largely related to the 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 figure in the card uh if you're using like uh, uh you know an old school deck um the the imagery is typically someone holding on to all four of the pentacles or coins um and you know sitting down one foot on one coin one foot on another coin wrapping around another coin like it's a whole thing of like holding on to these things but holding on to them in a way that renders you immobile um don't be so concerned about maintaining stability that you don't allow for yourself to expand and grow um stagnation is the scariest thing in the world to me personally um because it, it it means you've just there's nothing else like if you stagnate that means you you're done you're done with what you're doing and there that's it and i never want to be done um personally i i there's always more shit to do and more shit to see and you know the the fact that uh life currently is allowing me to do a lot of that is so wonderful for me. And I, I hope your life is affording you even just a fraction of the same opportunities that my life is like, even just something. Um, I mean, ideally more, ideally your life is affording you everything and you can do all the things you want to do, but like, just get out there and live and experience and do, um, you know, and don't let fear of the unknown hold you back. And don't let fear of, oh, if I spend this money now, like, I'll, I'll, I'll be broke forever or, you know, whatever. Like, you've got to live. And that's the, the last bit that I'll, that I'll drop uh, for this episode is just go out there and live, man. Um, and as always, you know... As I say at the end of every episode, keep that trash fire burning.